Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. My name is Maureen Morrison, and I'm an employment facilitator with Youth Employment Services. And today, I'm here with Nathan Enns, who works in the film industry. So Nathan, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Hey, Maureen. Thanks for having me. I work in film, and what that means specifically for me is I work in the IATSE 856. I work for the IIT 856 union and generally I work in the art department so I work as set dresser on set dresser and mainly actually what I've been focusing more on is uh, working as in the props department uh, as props assistant or assistant props master technically which is my my new favorite favorite title I've been doing that for the last eight months and it's been my preferred preferred place to be nice yeah i always have so much fun watching movie credits to see all the different job titles because there's so many fun ones i watched i watched 101 dalmatians the other day yeah (laughs) and there was a lot of great the the live action one from i think the 90s and there's a lot of really great titles because they had a lot of actual animals on set that they yeah (laughs) deal with yeah I worked on a movie once that was had dog heavy and I'm I'm sure this wasn't their title, but there was one dog. It wasn't one of the main dogs, but it was a dog and the dog was so big that they had someone who was specifically in charge of minding its tail. No. <laughs> yes. Um, because its tail was, you know, it, it would knock off set pieces and like it was huge. And it could also hurt itself. Its tail was so big. So yeah, the dog trainers had someone who was specifically in charge of the tail. But that's that's film industry. Sometimes you get jobs that are just... I've worked entire days where I was in charge of, of three things. I was in charge of backpack, a suitcase, and a book. And I didn't really even do that much with them. Two of those items got cut from the movie. Oh no. <laughs> Two of them got cut from the movie. And so I, in my job, had to put a suitcase back in a specific spot. And that's what I did for about 12 hours. Wow. Uh, and, and they paid me for the whole day because that's how film works. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot about film in this interview. Kind of starting off, what was your first job and what kind of things did you do at that job that you use in your work today? My first job, if we skip camp counselor and training, which was unpaid, then my first job was landscaping, which is actually part of what led me to work in the film industry, because I actually did start in the greens department, which is dealing with plants and things that look like plants as well as snow in the winter, all the kind of outdoorsy stuff. And so, yeah, my first job was landscaping, which was a really good job. It taught me a lot of things. I think the most important thing that job taught me is my boss would say, hey, Nathan, can you do this? And I'd be like, I don't know. And he'd say, I think he could do it. And then I'd be like, okay, well, if you think I can do it, then I could probably do it. And then he'd go off and do his thing and I'd be there to figure out my thing and most of the time I could do it. So that that was a, yeah. 
Well, it's pretty nice. It's good to have a boss that's confident in your abilities. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what kind of experiences or training have you had that have gotten you to be working in the film industry now? That's that's a tricky one. Landscaping got me the job, sort of. Really, it was that they needed somebody. I wasn't working and one of my friends was on the crew and was like, hey, my buddy Nathan isn't working. And that's that's really what got me the job, you know, her her reference. But I guess what's kept me in the job and is is really like a wide diversity of jobs, everything from. Yeah, like there is there is no one job that would have prepared me for this and. And I don't think there's any combination of jobs that would fully prepare you for film work either. It's it's such a, a smorgasbord of different things that you have to do. Every day you're doing something different and there's constantly you're constantly doing things that I often think surely nobody else in the world has ever had to do this before. Like watch a suitcase for twelve hours. <laughs> watch a suitcase for twelve hours. Yeah. I mean you you end up just doing things just to make the movie look good. One time, do you want stories? Yeah, I love stories. Okay, so like one time in props, you know, we we realized that we had a prop that was going to get ripped. It was a card that was getting ripped, and we only had three three copies of this card. And in film, you know, you're going to do at least three takes, one from straight on one from the left and one from the right you know to get the different camera angles but you're more likely going to do you know eight to 20 takes um, because you usually will do one from the front and then another one because you know they got this timing a little off or they want to change the lights a little bit and then you know actually let's do it a little different let's get the timing a little different so they do another take anyway usually eight to 20 takes is is a I don't that's not a specific number but probably around right so we had this one card that needed to get ripped and so we ended up just like using super glue in between takes and trying to try it but like it's a piece of paper and then you have to kind of think about the angles of it and be like hey can you guys actually rip it a little bit more like this so that the camera isn't seeing the card like you know, they got hopefully the shot where they see the card properly and then you can cheat it a bit. Anyway, it's it's one of those things where you're constantly solving problems that that no no there's no specific job that trains you on how to deal with that kind of stuff. So it's it's a lot of, you know, having a problem solving. So jobs that require problem solving. Yeah, and thinking on your feet or thinking outside the box, it sounds like. So again, you've kind of touched on this, but what kind of strengths do you have that have allowed you to succeed in the film industry? I think, yeah, problem solving would be the number one. I think number two for me, and this isn't the case with all film workers, all film workers, but uh, is is my ability to to connect with people. In a professional way, I'd say, like, my ability to create rapport with other coworkers. But yeah, my ability to, like, connect with people, just because film is such a collaborative industry where you're 
you're at least for the most part, you're constantly working with other people and very often working with people that you may have never met before. Um, even in Winnipeg, I'm finding, which is a relatively small industry, I, I'm find I'm working with new people all the time and ability to, you know, connect with the cameraman so that I can talk to them and say, Hey, in that shot, were you, were you seeing that thing that that's there or should I move it so that you're seeing it a little bit more or, you know, talking to, uh, talking to the lighting guys because I forgot a power power bar and it's like, Hey, can I borrow this or do you mind if I plug into your outlet there? And it's, you know, it's just a, you're constantly working with other people. I mainly work on set. So I mainly work when, when the camera's there. There's a lot of work that happens offset as well. And I do a little bit of that sometimes, but, but I, I guess one thing I should describe about film is you're constantly doing new jobs. You're, you're constantly, you know, you'll, the, the shortest time frame is usually three weeks for, for something like a Hallmark movie or other, other ones, unless you get called in for a daily call. But if you're, if you're working a, an entire show, the, the shortest is about three weeks. And then with a TV show, which I've never actually worked the full run of a TV show, but a season can take, you know, eight months. So that's, that's a bit longer, but most of the time my jobs are maybe two months and you know five weeks to two months so i'm constantly working with new people and new jobs and yeah and that probably answered your next question (laughs) (laughs) actually not quite so this one is the flip side of it um so what are some of the weaknesses that you've had to work on in your career i have adhd which is to be fair both has created a lot of my strengths and uh, i would also say has has created some weaknesses so uh a lot of what that looks like and you know it, it was something i discovered a little bit later in life but a lot of what that looks like is i realize i just work a lot better when i'm working with people even if even if they're not working on the same thing if i'm just you know working around people who are somewhat aware of what I'm doing, it makes a huge difference for me to be able to feel like I can focus and to be efficient with my time. So yeah, the film industry is pretty good for that. For the most part, every once in a while I run into something where I'm like, okay, I need to get this done on my own. And how are we going to do that? But yeah, that's, uh, that's been, been something that has definitely caused me headache and a lot of undue stress and uh, undue work although arguably not work undue time at work um <laughs> that yeah find, finding that out and and trying to grapple with that challenge has been uh has been interesting and rewarding and and also sometimes I, I feel stunted by it but you know it, it it is what it is and it's something i i will continue to discover new things that are helpful and new things that i struggle with and yeah 
Well, it definitely sounds like you're in the right industry for working with people. Every time I've gone by film sets, there's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, minimum is kind of, well, I don't know what the minimum is, like 30, 30-ish crew members probably. Mm-hmm. And it's not uncommon to have probably around twice that. Yeah. Uh, and so what kind of advice would you give to people who are interested in working in the film industry? There, I mean, there, you can go to school for film and I have a number of coworkers who did that. And that is definitely a route. And if going to school is, is your thing, that's not a bad way to go. I personally, at this point in my life and at all previous points in my life, maybe someday in the future, I could do it, but I, I would I've tried to complete degrees and and failed. That's maybe something I could mention. I dropped out of university more than once. And so if, you know, if you're like, well, I don't really think going to school would be a, a something I should do. It's, uh, it's one of those industries, unfortunately, that it really is a lot easier if you know someone who works in film so try and ask your friends there are a lot of people who do work in film in the city and then the basics of it for working at least with my union which does a lot of the film work is is go to the IATSE 856 website and you know sign up to be a permittee in you know the set deck department which uses lots of people or as a grip which are the people that move around all the the structures that you see to put on lights or the, the big cloths that go covering, you know, green screens or, you know, one, one of the bigger departments, which I would say is set deck grips and electrics or lighting. Join one of those departments as a permittee and then you, you'll start just by getting daily calls. So it's not, it's not really an industry that I know of anyone who's jumped in. I'm sure there have been a few people, but it's very rare that anybody, you, you kind of deal with a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Temporary. You have consistent or stable work. Like a lot of, you, you, it's very rare that you have, like at the beginning that you'll have any sort of consistent work. So having it, I know lots of people who've done it as a side job, who, you know, they have a job where they are working three, four, shifts a week and then they give their availability for film as the other other four days a week three four days a week and so that is like you know they start getting calls and then you know they get on a crew for the the whole show because it's not uncommon in film where it's like you just have a heavy day you know let's say if I was working as onset dresser, I'd have a day, or let's say working props, I'd have a day with, you know, 50 background, where all the background constantly has to, you know, they're at a party and they have cups with drinks and you need somebody who's going to refill the drinks. So you just, you need somebody who's just going to go around <laughs> refilling their drinks all day. And so you, you can just go through the permittee list and you say, this person's available, come on in. And that happens all the time in, in departments where they just have a heavy day. And so they just need, need somebody. So it, that's where it's helpful. If, if I know somebody who's available, they will be my first call. And then if I don't know somebody, 
then I'll go through the union, which has a list, and they just go down that list uh, of of people, and you know, you call the members first, and then check in with the the permittees. So, hmm. I don't and, know. And one thing you kind of mentioned or got into is like it's not necessarily consistent work, especially at the start. Something I'm always hearing from friends who work in the film industry is how long the days are. In my yes. mind, days are pretty consistently at least 10 hours. Is that like true? Yeah. I have one director that I work with that he will consistently have a few days under 10 hours in a week. Not consistently, but like often. But he is a huge anomaly. Usually 10-hour days are the minimum. There are 16 hours isn't unheard of in any mean by any means when i'm working in a film it's i don't do anything else i don't i don't see friends for the most part you know and sometimes my weekends are in the middle of the week because they're shooting from thursday to tuesday thursday to monday i guess monday yeah thursday to monday so you have tuesday wednesday off sometimes you're shooting nights you know if you're working a horror film, you're going to be shooting a lot of nights. So all of a sudden, you're getting up around 4 p.m., going to work around 6 p.m., getting home between 6 and 7 a.m. So, yeah, no, it's definitely a job that requires you to be able to be functional for 14 15, 16 hours straight at weird hours, which isn't everybody's uh, forte. And I I don't know what makes a person that can do that, but if you can't, it's, you know, they, they try and be respectful of your time. Most production teams try and be respectful of your time, but sometimes that's just what you need to get the, the shot. And really that, that is that that's how it goes it's you just work the hours that are needed and if you need one more shot in a location they're not gonna you know and that's the last day they're at the location right so you work an extra hour hour two hours to get that shot and you can go home after that <laughs> although maybe even after that you have to wrap all your stuff like if if that's the last day in the location most times there's going to be a sets crew to wrap that, but sometimes let's say it's on the, on a street or exterior, you have to go clean up all your stuff before, you know, they, they call cut on the camera and then you have to go clean up all the, all the things that were dressed in so that so they don't get blown over. Or, you know, if you're on the grips department, all, all that, all the, or the lighting department, you have to tear all the lighting down because it has to go up in a new set the next day. So yeah, there's, there's departments that, and then there's like transportation department and they regularly just work 16 hours because they have to get people, they have to pick up the cast. They have to, you know, get all the trucks in the right place first thing in the morning and then sometimes move them at night. And sometimes they have a truck moving crew, but I don't think they always do. Anyway, that's a different department same union so and one thing i should describe with the union actually is that when you get in the union as a member 
you can actually move to different departments relatively easily. I So if all of a sudden I did want to join the transportation department, it's something that I could do. And the transportation department is a very different pace of work. You know, it's definitely still stressful, but but long hours and, and relatively high stress. You know, not all the time. Lots of the time you're just kind of standing around as as they're rolling and you just got to be quiet. And, you know, sometimes you can sit there on your phone or bring a book, but, you know, you also kind of have to, you have a radio in your ear, so you kind of have to be present and listening and ready to hop to it if, if they call your name because they need something a little bit different. So anyway, I don't know if you want this, but it does, it does pay well. And part of that is because of the job is not always consistent and they need people who are quality. So if they want people to stick around, they need to pay them enough that even if they're not working all the time, they're still going to be able to work in the film industry. But it does, uh, if you're interested in learning about exactly how much it pays that's all on the union, union website that's all uh, listed there but uh it's one of those things where you don't have to work full-time and you can still live live a, a reasonable life yeah i have a number of friends in the film industry who i know end up working kind of sporadically so they might be working really really hard for a month and then they might be off work for two months and you know i don't think that would be a great thing for me but for a lot of people, that does work really well, and it is a way that they can still live, like you said, a reasonable life, but with a little bit of a different situation than your typical nine to five. And if you are listening and you are interested in receiving free employment services from Youth Employment Services, you can go to our website at yesmb.ca, and from there you can go to our contact us page to get in touch with an employment facilitator today. We can help you with things like career exploration, like we did on today's episode. We can also help you with the more obvious ones, like resumes, cover letters, mock interviews, and just your general job search needs. Thanks for joining us today on The Job Pod. 